If you know the song, then you've probably been to a Latino party. So, you're my type of people. Welcome to It's Just a Talk. My name is Mauricio. I am your host. And It's Just a Talk, this is where we talk a little tea, talk a little truth, and always talk some shit. The brand new Queer Latinx Millennial Podcast. I know, there's a lot of subcategories, but I mean... We all make up a bunch of subcategories, so we had to do this. So this is episode 001, and I wanted to name it 001 because it's very James Bond 007, so this is 001 episode. Um, just pretend I'm Idris Elba, none of the other ones. So it's just a talk. What is just to talk about? Well, again, my name is Mauricio, so I'm going to introduce myself. I am... Recording this from my closet all the way in Oakland, California. That's right, Oakland. I like to call it Wokeland. And the reason why I'm in my closet is because a bitch can't afford a studio right now, okay? We on the come up. So it's just a talk. It's going to be a Spanglish, political, queer, and very much shady podcast where we talk about everything, whether it be the last boy I went on a date with, whether it be the last shit that Trump did, or whether it be just whatever's on the news. We have a couple segments that we'll be introducing as we go, but right now I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. I like to say I am 30 single and thriving very insecure of me um and i am currently in this like stage moving from job to job currently in education uh because i know that's where the future's at if you don't agree with me then you don't agree that the children are the future and that means you don't love children if you don't love children you don't love yourself so let's rethink our life <laughs> i again i said i'm 30 i'm latinx i'm queer as fuck, and I am just your loud mouth Latino who has an opinion about everything. So my friends finally told me, put this shit in a podcast. So this is me listening to all my friends putting the shit on a podcast. So as we get as we go through this podcast, through all the different episodes, 002, 003, and so on and so on, you'll learn a lot more about me and a lot more about my life. Uh, and hopefully it's interesting enough for you to stick around and listen. All right, in the first segment of It's Just a Talk, it's our question of the week. So every week we're going to have a different question that either I'll talk about or if I have a guest, we'll talk about together. And you at home can go ahead and use my IG, my Twitter, my Snapchat, my Pornhub, whatever it might be that you want to get in contact with me and answer this question for yourself. So our very first question was something that was actually asked of me recently. And they asked, one of my friends asked, hey, Maori, do you really think that exes can be friends? Ooh, tough question. I know. So a lot of people don't think that exes can be friends. I totally believe that exes can be friends. I, I believe that when you are in a relationship, you become this other person's best friend. And so, and we know that because a lot of times when we go into relationships, um, we disappear from our actual friends, which is a, a whole nother question portion of for another week. But the reason why I believe that a lot of times we disappear from 
our friends when we're in relationship is because we're building this relationship with the person that we're dating. And we become really good friends uh, because we're fucking, basically. Uh, and when you're fucking, you know, you want to know this person really well. So when you know this person really well and then it ends, uh, my philosophy has always been if it ended in a good place and sometimes even in a bad place, if you can, if both of you can be adults about it, then why can't you be friends? I mean, this person is already a person that knows you really well, knows your ins and outs, knows your tics, knows you know, your personality really well. So why are you throwing this person away? I personally am friends with most of my exes, and some of my exes are actually some of my best friends. From what I can think of, there's only one exes that I'm not friends with, and that's a different topic. Maybe for our last segment, our talking shit segment. But right now, we're talking about can exes be friends? I believe that there's no more residual feelings between both people in the relationship, uh, or if you're in a trouble from all the people in the relationship, and this is a shout-out to a special person that I know who's getting in the trouble, boo, you're getting a shout-out. Go do you. But anyways, I think that if there's no and no more residual feelings between both people and the relationship ended in a very well place, then there's no reason why you can't be a f- friends with your ads. I mean, one of my exes, um, we were together for about four years. Uh, we lived together. I knew all his family. He knew most of my family. And that's a different story because, you know, not all of our families are cool with us being gay. So as I said, most of my family because most of my family is cool. Um, but I met all of his family. They became like my family. Um, and then when it ended, uh, we did take some time from each other. We took about a year from one another, uh, not talking, not seeing each other, to really understand that we were over each other. Um, um, I understood that I was no longer in love with him, that but I did love him. And that's okay. It's okay to still love somebody and not be in love with them. Uh, you get in a relationship with someone because you're in love with them, but, but love fades sometimes, and it's cool. Um, I feel like as a Latino, uh, growing up in, like, Latino families, we're always taught that, like, you know, you stick with someone no matter what, even if you fall out of love with them. And I feel like that's a very traditional way of thinking. And of course, this is a millennial podcast, so we're not thinking traditionally. Uh, in, in my opinion, I feel that if a relationship, if two people no longer are in love with each other, then it's okay to end a relationship and, and then turn to some sort of friendship. Uh, me and my ex, which I won't say his name because I don't know if he's cool with it, uh, but if you you know me, you know who it is. Uh, we're actually really good friends. We we share my dog, Coco. Um, you know, so we're co-parenting. And, you know, I see them every time that I visit L.A. Uh, if they ever come to the Bay, they know they could stay with me. Uh, we slept in the same bed together. And, and it's fine because we love each other, but we're not in love with each other. So we're not going to cross that friendship line anymore. Uh, the reason why this question came up with one of my friends this weekend for Labor Day, or as I like to call Labor Gay Weekend, 
was because one of my recent exes who, I mean, we weren't really together, so I don't know if we want to call him my ex, but we dated for a while, uh, and me are now friends, and so my friends were really concerned that I wasn't over them. So we had this whole conversation at Lazy Dog, uh, which, by the way, Lazy Dog, love you. I mean, you fed my dog, and that's all you had to do to love, for me to love you. Um, those are really low standards, by the way, but you have to do other things, but as a restaurant. I love you because you fed my dog. And we had this whole conversation about if I was really over him, if I could really be friends with him. And I basically explained this to them and told them that uh, we didn't talk to each other for about a year and a half. And when we started talking to each other again, realized that we just wanted to be friends because we're both in completely different places in our lives. And I realized that I love him but I'm not in love with him. And I definitely want to be in a relationship with someone that we're, we're in the same place or similar places in our life and that I'm in love with. Um, I'll always have love for my exes and all of you out there that will disagree with me that you stop loving your exes, come catch these hands because you will always love your exes no matter what. Um, that's my belief, and that's what I've experienced through life. Like, your exes are always going to be part of your life. I mean, they were a huge part of some part of your life. They they help you grow in some shape, way, or form. Or in some cases, um, and this is for a special someone that I know, they show you what you don't want. Like, they really show you what kind of, you know, fuck boy you ain't trying to fuck with. So, um, can exes be friends? Yes, but neither party can still have residual feelings or believe that something's going to happen in the future. Um, because then it's not a friendship. Then one person's just waiting on the other person to quote-unquote be ready. And honey, let's be real. The other person's never going to be ready. So that's the question of the week. If you have any questions of the week that you would like me to talk about on It's Just a Talk, go ahead and send it to me on my IG, my Snapchat, my Twitter, all the social medias at It's Just a Talk. That's at It's Just a Talk. Exactly the way it's spelled, but together. No underscores, no dots, no all this fancy mancy shit. Just at It's Just a Talk. And hopefully your question will be the question for next week. section two of It's Just a Talk. Our section two, as you heard, is going to be about Glamazons or Amazons or just glamorous people. Uh, our second segment of this podcast is our person of color or our queer excellence of the week. This is going to go to either a person of color who has just, like, killed it this past week or, or in, since the last episode or a queer person who is just, like, slated in the last week because, you know, they're queer, so you have to say slay. Um, and our very first POC Excellence of the Week Award is going to go to uh, Cecily Tyson. The most recent children will know her from How to Get Away with Murder as uh, Viola Davis's mom. 
But actually, uh, Cicely Tyson has been acting and modeling since the early 1960s. Let me double check. I ain't, I ain't trying to get someone. Yeah, she started uh, as a model and a stage actress, and then she got her big feature film break in 1968 with the movie The Heart is a Lonely Hunter. So the reason why she gets the... Uh, POC Excellence of the Week Award for It's Just a Talk is because it was just announced a couple days ago that she will become the very first black woman to receive the honorary Oscar at the Nets Academy Award. Uh, her most recent films are She Was in The Help, uh, She Was in Alex Cross, The Last Flag Flying, The Diary of a Mad Black Woman, uh, Fried Green Tomatoes, The River... N-word, um, but she's most uh, known for, she won other awards during her TV productions of Roots, the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman, and she was nominated for an Oscar before, but she didn't win. Uh, she got uh, nominated for Best Actress in 1973 uh, for the drama Sounder. And she didn't win. Um, I feel like 1973 might have been a little early for this country to let a black woman win an Academy Award. Uh, she's 93 years old. And so the committee decided that it, it needed to go with her. I mean, she already has a Tony. She has two Emmys. She even has a Presidential Medal of Freedom that, if I'm not mistaken, was given by Obama. Let's double check. Obama gives Cicely Tyson... If I'm not mistaken, yes, it was Obama. So Obama gave Cicely Tyson the Medal of Freedom in 2016. Um, so, I mean, it's only fair that she would be our POC uh, Excellence of the Week, our Person of Color Excellence of the Week Award for Cicely Tyson. Um, like, again, if you don't remember who she is, um, just go ahead and watch all the movies that I said, and you will remember who she is. Um, many different people have congratulated her. Of course, her co-star, Viola Davis, um, said that she is that she is beyond deserving of this award and that, um, you know, the Academy has finally done something right. Uh, other people that um, congratulated her was Shonda Rhimes, who tweeted, congrats to a true trailblazer. Um, so the Governor's Awards will be presented on November 18, and the highlights of the event will be broadcast during the Oscar ceremony on February 24th. Uh, Tyson is the only actor to receive an honorary statue this year. Um, this is according to Vanity Fair. So if she's the only one that receives it, that's going to be amazing, because that means that the Academy is really going to just acknowledge all the work that... Um, Cicely has done as a trailblazer, as a black actress in Hollywood uh, at a time where, uh, you know, black actresses were not being accepted. Uh, so congratulations, Cicely. I can't wait for you to get this award. <laughs> This is our third segment. In this segment, we're talking about today in the country. So, like I said, this podcast is going to be a Spanglish, political, queer, shady-ass fuck podcast. But we're always going to talk about what's happening in the country, what's happening in el mundo. And for sure, we are going to keep it queer. 
We're going to keep it Latinx, and we're going to keep it very millennial. So, our very first thing on Today in the Country is a new NFL uh, commercial with Copernicus. So, Kaepernick. Oh, my God. I always call it Kaepernick. I'm sorry. Kaepernick. Uh, I am Latinx, so I have an accent, so sometimes I don't know how to say words. And you're going to laugh at home or wherever you're listening. I know it. But it's Kaepernick. So, Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Oh, my God. I can say that wrong. <laughs> It's Kaepernick. So Kaepernick has a new commercial. It's a new Nike commercial, and he's become the face of Nike. And first, what they release is just a picture of the ad, and it's just his face. And across his face, there's words that says, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. So this led to um, the crazy... uh, Trumpsters. Um, We're going to call them the Trumpsters. uh, To just start destroying their Nike gear. Um, And first of all, in my opinion, is uh, Nike don't care if you're burning or destroying your Nike gear. You already bought it. They already got your money. We live in capital, I mean, capitalist America. Like, they don't care what you do with it after you buy it. You already give them the money. So go ahead, Trumpsters. Keep buying Nike stuff to burn and to try and become Twitter famous. Uh, But the the thing is, the reason why this is uh, on the Today in the Country segment is because uh, Nike uh, said that they're set to air the commercial on TV during the NFL's opening telecast. So on the very first official game of the season of NFL, uh, they plan to air the commercial. If you haven't seen the commercial, it's on uh, on my Twitter, but it's also on my Instagram it's a beautiful commercial. Uh, I, I watched it plenty of times, and all the times, I'm pretty sure I cried. Uh, that's another thing you'll learn about me. I'm pretty emotional. Um, so, to, like, things that don't matter in life. Like, things that matter in life, I, like, can't cry for some reason. Uh, like, if somebody dies, can't cry. Um, but when Jack dies on Titanic can't stop me from crying. Uh, so, again, we we gotta go to therapy and figure out what's going on there. Um, but, they, they're set to air the commercial, which has been a controversy because uh, all the Trumpsters are so against uh, just Kaepernick being the face of Nike. Um, if you are, have been under a rock and don't know why, so Kaepernick, uh, when he was on the 49, on the San Francisco 49ers NFL team, he started kneeling during the national anthem. And he wasn't doing this because he wanted to disrespect the flag or wasn't doing this because he hates his country. He was doing this because it is the very, it is our right. It is, you know, the First Amendment, states that we have the right to, you know, to free speech. So this was his way of of free speech, and and he was basically protesting the treatment of black and brown people in the United States. I guess in in Kaepernick's um, uh, protest would be more about the treatment of black men in the United States and how, you know, police get off without indictments uh, when they kill an, an unarmed black man. They also kill unarmed brown men. Uh, those don't make the, the news. And more importantly, they also kill black women and brown women and trans women of color. But those don't make the news. So that would be my uh, another segment. 
another question of the week. <coughs> but uh, people started saying that, you know, he hates America, and this is why he's kneeling for the flag, and people die for this flag. And, and honey, ain't nobody dying for this flag. People die for our freedoms that are not part of the flag. Like, you can start talking about shit about the flag and people disrespecting the flag when you're no longer wearing your flag on your board shorts, when you're no longer wearing the flag as your bikini top and bikini bottom, when you're no longer wearing the flag, you know, as your as your beach towel, as your underwear and your hat, whatever it may be. Then we can start talking about disrespecting the flag. So, uh, and this talked about disrespecting the flag is really interesting to me because it shows how, like, a lot of the Trumpsters are, are don't know their rights, don't know, you know, what a democratic country is. Um, and, you know, when someone res- gets, I don't know, put in jail or even killed for doing something in the flag. Honey, you thinking about these dictatorship countries that do that. Uh, In the United States, we can do whatever the F we want. I mean, with restrictions, as long as we're not breaking the law. But there is no law that says that we can't kneel as a form of protest. There's no way that says it. Actually, it does say that we're not allowed to wear the flag because that's disrespectful. But y'all still be wearing the flag like nothing. So um, I would. there was an article that came out in the New York Times um, that says that because of all the backlash that, you know, Kaepernick being the the face of of the Nike campaign, that they might actually pull back, um, you know, and not air it on the first telecast I of the regular season. I really hope that they do air it. Uh, if you haven't seen the, the ad, it's called Dream Crazy, um, and it's basically based on belief in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. On the, on the commercial... Um, They feature other um, athletes and just people who have done great things. Uh, They feature uh, Serena Williams, which is the part that just made me cry. Because that part says something like, if if you're a, a little girl from Compton, become the greatest atlas ever. Yeah, that's right. Because she is, let's be honest. Uh, it features uh, LeBron James, and it says, if you're a basketball player, be more than a basketball player. And it shows him, you know, um, opening the school that he opened in Ohio. Uh, if it, it, it features Shaquem, Sha- someone's going to murder me for this, Shaquem Griffin, who is a one-handed football player uh, who used to play for the University of Central Florida and was most recently signed to the Seattle Seahawks. So he's also on the on the commercial, and in the commercial he says, you know, if you are a boy with one hand who loves football, like, go for it. Uh, and then it also features the fastest man in the world, which is known as Yuli Kipchuk. Someone's going to kill me for this. Um... It says, and for him, it says, don't be the fastest runner in the world. Be the fastest runner in history. Uh, and there's a bunch of other um, athletes that come out during it um, that are that I just didn't mention now. But the big thing, I think, for this point is that I... It's hard for me to understand how, you know, all these things... For example, Nike is known for, like, you know, having sweatshops and for 
not paying their workers. All right. Uh, somebody posted it. Uh, this meme that says Nike abuses their workers, has child labor, has sweatshops, and it has a, a picture of Squidward, like, sleeping. And it says that's what white people are doing. And as soon as Nike sponsors a black athlete, all of a sudden they're awake. Um, I mean, I don't know what else to say about this. If you have anything else to say about this, feel free to hit up my Twitter, hit up my Instagram, uh, hit up any social media, uh, my OnlyFans, whatever it may be. <laughs> Uh, at It's Just a Talks, and we can uh, have a further conversation about this. I would love to hear what you have to say. Uh, all right, so moving on with how else is happening in America. So most recently, uh, what is actually really important that's happening in America, and this is where we're going to get a little bit political, is the bread... Um, Kavanaugh hearing. So for those of, you that, those of you that don't know, Brett Kavanaugh, I'm pretty sure I'm not saying the name right, is the nom it's Trump's nominee to be to become the person to be on the highest court in our land, which is the Supreme Court. Um so one of the uh Supreme Court justices recently Actually, not recently, more than a year ago, more than a year more than that actually, uh you know, retired. It was Obama's right to nominate someone to take over, but the Republicans kept blocking him. And there's a whole issue with that. The the Republicans did not allow Obama to put through a a nominee to a, to hearings because they felt like Obama was leaving, his term was almost over, so he didn't have the right to do it, which is bullshit because he was still president and they just didn't allow him to do it. So now, Trump, his new nominee is Brett Kavanaugh. So uh, I did a couple of some research on Brett and why the Democrats are so against him. Um, I always like to find out what the other side thinks just so that I'm not like being guided by whatever the media tells me I really like to do some research so I'm going to talk about what side he takes on really important issues in our country so first one is Roe vs. Wade so if you don't know Roe vs. Wade Roe vs. Wade is the case they went to the landmark case they went to Supreme Court they legalized abortion nationwide um, and this is the reason why uh Programs like Planned Parenthood or like clinics in general are able to do legal abortions because of Roe vs. Wade. Before that is like women call it the dark ages when you were doing legal abortions and like shady clinics, shady areas, and you some women would even have abortions, you know, using like coat hangers, which is just insane to even think about. So Roe versus Wade was a Supreme Court ruling that basically legalized abortion nationwide. When Kavanaugh was asked what he thought about Robinson's Wade and if he were to return, like, if he became part of the Supreme Court and he had the chance to reverse it if he would, his response was really interesting. He said that he would let each state settle their own law when it came to abortion. So, basically, not saying yes or no, but saying that he would allow, um, basically, each state to decide, which, again, 
can be a huge issue because if the Supreme Court already already decided it it should be legalized nationwide, and now this person that's coming in to and for those of you who don't know, uh, the Supreme Court like if you're in the Supreme Court, you're in it for life. Like unless you like retire or die, like you're gonna be there, and your decisions are going to affect generation and generations to come. Uh, so that's what he thought about abortion, which has always been like a really interesting and um, hot topic in our democracy in California. Now, this is the interesting one that I thought was really interesting. When it came to the executive branch authority, which basically means what he would think, like the executive, like um, what the president can can and cannot do. It's really interesting because he believes, uh, and quote the. He said, Congress might consider a law exempting a president while in office from any criminal prosecution or investigation, including from questioning by criminal prosecutors or defense counsel. Um, Which is really interesting that... He also believes that a president, that impeachment should not happen to a president because, again, if he believes that they should not go to prosecution, then why would he believe that a president should be impeached? And this is interesting to me because Trump obviously knows this about him. And there's all these, like, prosecutions going after Trump for all the things that either he has done, is doing, or for the election, uh, whether he colluded with Russia and all that. And it's interesting for him to try and nominate a judge that believes that a sitting president is exempt from being prosecuted because... He knows that he's going to get prosecuted anytime soon. Like, it's not whether he might or might not. He's going to get prosecuted as soon as the Democrats take over the House, if the Democrats do their job, which is a whole other discussion. But it's interesting that this is a very strong side that Kavanaugh is on. When it came to uh, religious liberty, he believes that <clears throat> people uh, no longer have the right, to, uh, no longer have like a right to preach what they believe, uh, and that people should uh, practice what they believe because we are a country of religious freedom. What that tells me is that he believes that if somebody wants to discriminate someone because it's part of the religious, then it's okay because they're just following their religion. Um, again, very shady, uh, very midline. When it comes to Obamacare, he definitely uh, believes that Obamacare needs to be like rescinded and that it it's, he used words like uh, it needs to be reprehended, needs to be taken away. Um, let me see another one. Oh, the uh, gun control. So Second Amendment, he believes that the Second Amendment that um, handguns should be uh, not banned or shouldn't, there should be no laws against handguns. And most recently he said that um, rifles or any hand machine guns uh, sh- should be protected constitutionally based on the Second Amendment. Again, all things that I'm not surprised about if this is a nominee. Uh, when it comes to uh, gay marriage or marriage equality, this was a question that Kamala Harris, who is uh, the California senator, if you did not know, uh, Team Kamala, 
Which, by the way, I had a dream about Kamala last night. It was a really interesting dream. I, we're going off topic here. But then again, I have ADHD, so I always go off topic. So I dreamt about the Kamala and I lived in the same home, and I was Kamala Harris' nanny. I was a male nanny, and I was living the life. Um, that's as much as I remember. I just remember that she was really cool, and she had twins. This might be, like, a mix between, like, me reading this article uh, previously to recording me talking about nannies with my friends and how men can't be nannies recently. I mean, we could, but it's just... We won't get jobs as much as, like, female nannies, which is a whole nother discussion. Um, and also talked about... And also been watching Blackish. I mean, and she's been pregnant. So maybe that's why I dream about Kamala Harris. Anyway, going back to the Kevin and Harris... Hearing, I mean. Uh, so Kamala Harris stumped him because she asked him about marriage equality. Um, and... The question was very specific. Uh, Kamala Harris said, can you comment on your personal opinion on whether uh, Obergefell, over, over, over which is the case that decided on national marriage equality uh, in June two years ago, three years ago, actually, was correctly decided? It's a yes or no answer, please. And Kavanaugh, instead of answering direct question, he quoted the, uh, the recent decision between the Masterpiece cake shop and Colorado Civil Rights Commission, and he quoted, Justice Kennedy wrote, the days of discriminating against gay and lesbian Americans or treating gay and lesbian Americans as inferior in dignity and worth are over, Kavanaugh said. In fact, he quoted a decision in a case in which the majority of the Supreme Court cited in a narrow decision with the Colorado baker who refused to bake a cake for a gay couple based on his religious belief. The majority decided Colorado Civil Rights Commission, which had sanctioned the bacon the baker um, had failed to give him religious religious freedom, and that he was able to discriminate this gay couple because of religious freedom. So it's really interesting that he did not say yes or no, but instead quoted Justice Kennedy, which, by the way, voted on the side of the of the cake shop in this um, decision. So it, it just, it's interesting that he would do that because it, it almost wants to tell us, like, he used this specific quote to try and tell people, like, the more liberal people or people in the left that he doesn't believe in discrimination, but he also used it to tell the Trumpsters and, and the conservatives um, that he believes that what Justice Kennedy did in the Masterpiece Cake Shop versus Colorado Civil Rights Commission was right. Um, so then... It was interesting because then Kamala kept asking him to just give him a, a yes or no answer, and he just said, that is the precedent of the Supreme Court agreed with by, and I have nothing to say about that. And then Kamala said, sir, I'm asking your opinion. You're a nominee right now, so it's pro it's proactive of your ability to serve of the highest court in the land. So I'm asking you a very specific question. Either you're willing to answer or not. And if you're not willing to answer with a yes or no, we can move on. Do you or do you not believe that a Obergefell was correctly decided? And then he answered, each of the justices have declined as a matter of just judicial independence, each of them to answer questions. So I will do the same. And then Harris just gave up and said, okay, so you will not answer the question. Thank you so much. It's interesting to me that if he gets nominated, he's going to basically decide most of the uh, 
things that go up to the Supreme Court now because the justice that uh, retired was known to be either liberal or conservative at, at different times of his career in the Supreme Court. And now he's showing that he's completely conservative. He believes that Trump should not be ever prosecuted for his crimes while he's in office. Um, so this could be like years and years of like conservative um, or like just reversing laws that have given a lot of us our rights. Um, so if you want to read more about Kavanaugh, uh, um, he just had his fourth hearing. I'm not entirely sure how much how many hearings he's going to have, but it's just interesting to see um, that he would nominate him. Uh, okay, moving on to other news. Uh, we're going to go more into like some Pop-Tart, Pop-Tart, <laughs> I wish I had Pop-Tarts, some Pop-Star news. Um, so, uh, just last night, uh, or just a couple of nights ago, before this is this airs, actually, um, at the Bazaar party, it was all over Twitter. So at the Bazaar party, it's this huge party that uh, uh, Bazaar, I'm, I'm not entirely sure, I believe Bazaar, and somebody, I, I'm sure somebody's going to correct me, uh, I believe Bazaar is like a clothing company, I want to say. If I'm wrong, then I'm sorry. Um... It was the Harper Bazaar Icons Party. Uh, it's a fashion, beauty... Uh, oh, yeah, it's it's something. Anyway, so the, a lot of people went to the party, showed out, uh, had amazing um, outfits and shit. Uh, just... But the important part of this is that Nikki was there. Nikki was wearing this beautiful, like, leopard, tiger print thing. And Cardi was also there. Cardi is post-baby. She looks amazing, by the way. Let's just point that out. Um, And after the party, allegedly, and there's a bunch of videos on, like, the Shade Room and, like, different uh, social medias, after the party, apparently Nicki Minaj, I mean, uh, Nicki Minaj, uh, Cardi B had to get escorted out of the party because she tried to fight Nicki Minaj. There's a video where they're like, she's walking, and then Nicki Minaj is apparently walking the like opposite side of her. And Nicki Minaj, I mean, and Cardi B just starts screaming all this shit to Nicki Minaj, takes her shoe off, and then throws her shoe. This is like, like, loving hip-hop all over again. That scene where she throws the shoe at the other girl across the couch, all over again, but now throwing it at, at Nicki Minaj. And apparently, esta chamaca se lanzó. She, like, threw herself to fight Nicki Minaj. But on the on the way there, she ended up fighting Raw, which, if I'm not correct, Raw is actually Nicki, uh, Nicki Minaj friend, if I'm not mistaken. No, 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 no. She's from Love and Hip Hop. So, Ra Ali is from Love and Hip Hop, and she apparently jumped in front of Cardi and started fighting, and then had to get escorted from the party because this bitch was acting a fool. Okay. So, here's my opinion. Okay. (sighs) Cardi. Cardi. Baby Cardi. Mira, you is popular as fuck now. You making money. You're making lots of money. And 
I just don't think that you're in a place where, like, you have to, like, relive your love and hip-hop days. Like, déjalo atrás, mama. Like, leave it behind you. Like, yes, Nicki Minaj talks all this shit on Twitter. Yes, Nicki Minaj is probably going through a breakdown, which, if you have not heard my other favorite um, podcast, The Read and Podcast of Color, shout out, um, you know that Nicki Minaj has just been going through it. Like, she, like, just goes off on people on Twitter, like, normal people. And I'm like, boo, like, you're making all this money. Like, you don't have to respond to this. Like, do you ever see Beyonce respond to her haters? Do you ever see any of the others, like, J-Lo, Shakira, ever respond to the haters? Nah, boo. So I, I need, like, I need Cardi B to take several seats because she should not be fighting, especially not after giving birth to her baby. She just shouldn't be fighting. Anybody. Especially not Nikki. Like, we were all Team Cardi because this whole time, Nikki was the one that looked crazy trying to fight you, okay? So this whole time, I was like, I'm Team Cardi. Like, Cardi don't don't give no fucks. Like, Nikki can talk all this shit. But all of a sudden, ma, you come over here and you try to fight her at this, like, apparently it's a very, like, exclusive party. It's not as exclusive as the other one, the art party. I can't remember right now. Where, like, Beyonce didn't show up this year, but she was the best dress. Someone will remind me. If you know what I'm talking about, send me a, send me a tweet, because I can't remember. And so my opinion about that is Cardi just needs to take several seats. Like, I hate how, like rap, like, male rappers can, like... They don't have to talk shit with each other because they all have, like, a place in rap. But when it comes to girl rappers, for some reason, it's like they're fighting for one place. It's like there's just one position for girl rappers, and they got to fight for it. And I am honestly just tired of seeing girl rappers fight with each other. Um, I mean, I love seeing the tweets, and I love reading, like, a seller banks going off on people. I love, I mean... I don't really love Iggy, but I love when she goes in on people on Twitter is the only reason I follow her. If you don't follow Iggy, this bitch has the best comebacks ever. Okay, so if you want to see what happened, go ahead and look it up. Uh, Cardi B attempted to fight Nicki Minaj, ended up fighting Nicki Minaj's friend Raleigh um, at the Nassar, at the Bazaar party. All right, on other news, so uh, a couple of days ago, uh, we actually l- lost somebody. So M- Mac Miller was uh, found dead. So apparently, he, it was an overdose, which I have to say that drug use is real. And, I mean, if you are doing drugs and you feel like you're just out of control, like, you need to get help. Because, I mean, it, it just sucks to keep seeing... You know, people continuously die um, because of this. Uh, a couple things that people said, uh, Chenza Rapper tweeted and he said, I don't know what to say. Mac Miller took me on my second tour ever, but beyond helping me launch my career, he was one of the sweetest guys I ever knew. Great man. I loved him for real. I'm completely broken. God bless him. Uh, Jaden Smith tweeted, and said, uh, long live Mac Miller, rest in peace, we love you. And Ariana Grande recently posted a picture of her, because Ariana Grande and Mac Miller were together, so Mac Miller's like Ariana's ex, um, and so she posted like a picture of him, 
Um, yeah, I mean, it sucks. It's it's a tragic death. Uh, a lot of people have been, like, just tweeting about him, uh, putting stories on their Instagram about, like, the music. Um, he was 26 years old. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so with that, we're going to go ahead and end our Today in the Country. And I'll see you in the next segment, which is Hoy en el Mundo. And this is our next segment, Hoy en el Mundo. So one thing that I really wanted to do with this podcast is also talk about things that are happening in the world. A lot of times we get so consumed in what's happening here in Los Estados Unidos that we forget that, you know, we're not the only ones in this and it's in Mundo, you know? So that's why I wanted to create this segment, Hoy en el Mundo. Uh, today we have two topics that we want to talk about. We're going to start with a positive topic, uh, which is something that I'm actually really excited to talk about. So most recently... Um, India decriminalized homosexuality. So congratulations to India uh, for striking down the colonial era law that uh, made homosexuality illegal. Uh, this happened um, a couple of days ago. So congratulations, India. Uh, so celebrations have erupted all over India after a Supreme Court of India unanimously ruled to decriminalize homosexuality, homosexual sex, and a landmark judgment for gay rights. Uh, a a five-judge bench at the country's highest court ruled that the 160-year-old law banning sex against the order of nature amounted to discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation and was unconstitutional. The judgment, after 24 years of legal challenges, triggered elation among LGBT Indians and their rallies across the country and plans for all-night parties and nightclubs in major cities. So congratulations, India, um, your landmark decision. Um, and this just brings us to another question, um, which is, when I talked about this with people, a lot of people were really confused that homosexuality is still illegal in some countries. Uh, this brought a conversation that I had with a friend recently who I was talking to her and I was telling her that it's interesting for me when I travel, or now that I've started traveling um, to other countries, that I always have to always check how what their laws against gay people are or, like, the culture is. Because I'm not only going there as a person of color, I'm also going there as a, a queer person. And so there's a definitely places that I wouldn't go. Uh, when I was doing this research, I actually saw that uh, one of my good friends is actually living in Granada, the island, um, for a couple, I believe it's a year and a half, and she wants me to go visit... <clears throat> And when I was doing this research, I realized that Granada is actually one of the countries where homosexuality is illegal. And I can go to prison if I find out, if they find out that I'm gay in Granada. Um, and with that, I wanted to do some more research uh, just to give you a an, uh, a scope of what it is. Uh, and in the 
world, there's still 72 countries and territories worldwide who where same-sex relationships or homosexuality is criminalized. Uh, and this could be in very different ways. Uh, there are eight countries in which a com- homosexuality can result in death, uh, whether it be getting your head chopped off, uh, getting burned, or getting uh, stoned to death. Um, there's dozens more in which homosexual acts can result in prison for life, according um and this is real. Like, uh, I, when I went to Ecuador, uh, I remember I was talking to my friend who lives there, and she was telling me that I needed to just, you know, not not be as mean as I usually am, because even though it's not illegal in Ecuador to be gay, um, it's still frowned upon, and there's there's still a lot of like uh, hate crimes that happen in the country, uh, and so I constantly have to just like look. Look up these things to make sure that I'm going somewhere that I'm safe. Uh, some of the countries that are on that list where it's you can actually be penalized by death are countries like Botswana, Cameroon, uh, Gambia, Ghana, Kenya, Malawi, uh, Mauritius, N- Namibia, uh, Sierra Leone. Uh, Uganda, Tanzania, Zambia, Bangladesh, and we're no longer India, uh, Malaysia, Pakistan, Singapore, uh, Dominica, Grenada, uh, Jamaica. I know some friends wanted me to go to Jamaica, and I was like, I'll stay home. I'm good. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, so, I mean, there's still a lot of countries that still need, you know, where there's our brothers and sisters. Most recently in the in the press, there was Russia that um, in Chechnya, where there is rumored to be gay camps, uh, gay concentration camps, where they're killing um, LGBT people uh, when they find out that they're LGBT. So um, not particularly super religious, but I said a prayer to my brothers and sisters in those countries where they can't be themselves. Uh, moving to a di- another news, to a different side of the of the world, uh, moving to Brazil. Uh, so most recently, the Brazilian presidential frontrunner, Jair Bolsonaro, I can't. Someone's gonna murder me for mis for saying that wrong. Uh, is actually recovering from a stabbing. He was stabbed at a recent um like rally that he was in Brazil. He's the right wing uh, candidate that is uh, uh the favorite to win. Uh, so the Brazil's far right presidential front runner Jair Bolsonaro is recovering in the hospital after being stabbed during a rally while campaigning weeks before the election. Um, when asked, uh, he recently tweeted from his hospital bed and he said, I'm fine. I'm recovering. I'll be back in the campaign route. Uh, the candidate's son said Bolsonaro will likely be unable to resume campaigning though, uh, ahead of October's vote, but there's, but supporter, but the supporters can still campaign for him. An assailant stamped Bolsonaro on Thursday. Uh, this was Thursday, the... September 6th, as he led through the crowd on the shoulders of supporters in Juiz de Fora, in a city of southern state of Minas Gerais. 
there's a video that shows where he gets stabbed. Uh, police arrested Adelio Bispo de Oliveira, who's 40, who was the one that was charged for, for the attack. According to the state news agency, uh, the Agencia de Brasil, uh, the suspect's Facebook page features posts railing against Bolsonaro. Uh, Agencia Brasil quoted police saying, um, you know, that people consider Bolsonaro as like the Brazilian Trump. Um, and so I can see why he got stabbed. Uh, to find out more about um, the Brazilian presidential frontrunner, Jair Bolsonaro, uh, you can go ahead and go on CNN, uh, CNN World, which is where I got this. Or you can go ahead and tweet me, Instagram me, uh, Snapchat me. Uh, slide into my DMs uh, at It's Just a Talk. That's at It's Just a Talk. All right. And we'll go ahead and go to our very, one of our very last segments where it's my favorite. It's where we get to talk some shit. It's that time of the podcast where Mauricio and anybody else who's co-hosting or on that show get to talk some shit. So as Rihanna would say, talk that talk to me. I like to say, let's talk some shit. This is called It's Just a Talk, so we had to talk some shit. So this portion of the podcast where this usually going to be something that either myself or the person that's on the podcast with me is just can't handle and needs to talk some shit about. And today, I'm going to talk about one of the most controversial shit in the gay world. And I need my little fan for that. So I don't know if you heard that. I popped my fan. Um, just the fact... Okay, I'm talking shit about how we all... All the fucking gay people know each other. Like, we all just fucking know each other. Let's be real. So, it, it, it's not even a coincidence. It's not even like, oh, you know, because we're all in the same group, gay people just all know each other. And it's not just we all know each other. It's also we all have fucked each other. And so, I don't even know how many of y'all I am Eskimo brothers or Eskimo sisters with, but I am personally sick and tired of talking to someone and then either finding out that they fuck somebody that I know, they fuck with my exes, or they about to fuck one of my exes. I was with a friend last night, um, and we met up with this, we didn't meet up with this guy, we were at a bar, um, and I saw this guy from across the bar, and he just looked familiar. I was like, I know who he is, I know who he is. And then, my friend was in the restroom, when he comes back from the restroom, he, like, goes, and, like, says hi to him, and I'm like, oh, fuck, like, my friend, who I'm not gonna say his name, because I don't know if he feels comfortable about this, knows him. So then I go up to them, and I'm like, hey, and then ask, before I introduce myself, this guy was like, oh, you're Mauricio, and I was like, yeah, and he's like, yeah, we've met before, and I was like, where, and he's like, maybe in L.A., because I used to be in L.A., but now I live in the Bay, and then I was like, yeah, I'm Mauricio, then he told me his name, and 
Les Roback. So he told me his name, and just about this past weekend, I was hanging out with my other friend who, you know, is living his best life, you know, he's 22, he's trying to live his whole life, um, his whole life as a hoe, um, and was messaging someone on Grindr, was showing me pictures, and I was like, I think I know him, but I don't know from where, um, and he showed me all the pictures, FYI, which I should have recognized, but I mean, that probably also says something about me if I can't recognize pictures anymore, it's because, but it was probably a while back that me and this guy, like, hooked up, so then I made connections, and I was like, <gasps> I was like, I told him, I asked my friend from last night, I was like, after he had left, I was like, how do you know him, and he's like, oh, I know, know him, which in gay code means, like, we fucked, and he's like, how do you know him, and I was like, I'm trying to figure out, but I think I know know him, too. And then he started laughing. He's like, what's funny? And I was like, I think it's funny because a couple of days ago, I was hanging out with, um, let's call him JR. I was hanging out with JR, and he was talking to him on Grindr, and they're going to fuck soon because they were, like, setting up when they're going to fuck. And I was like, I'm not trying to be all of y'all Eskimo sisters. Like, I love y'all, but, like... I just need me to find a man that my friends haven't fucked. So I'm talking shit about the gay community. Like, bitch, for you that are not gay that are listening, this might make us sound like we're really promiscuous. We really ain't. But, you know, there's just not a lot of us that are out. I mean, unless you want to, like, fuck those DL guys, which I ain't trying to do that. Like, I'm too fucking old to to mess around with guys that are in the closet. Like, bitch, I've been out for 12 months fucking years like if you're not out ain't nothing popping out for me okay (laughs) so I was talking to my friend today who was setting up like the meetup quote unquote because you know my friend can host now JR can host now um and if you don't know what host is DM me and I'll tell you what host means um and I told him about it, and he got mad. He's like, bitch, he's like, I'm so fucking pissed. That went, okay, I'm going to read his text just so y'all see how mad this fool was. Because he was legit pissed that, like, this was going on. He's like, I just get sick to my stomach thinking about how everyone sleep with one another and how it's so casual in the gay community. It's like a fucking competition. Like, no pun intended, a fucking competition. <laughs> And I never felt so angered or disgusted until after, and he said the guy that he used to date, um, because he used to, like, I used to meet all these guys that were friends with him now that he had fuck with. Which might be another issue, because he's probably just dating someone as a hoe. But my talk shit today is, I just want to meet a guy that I don't have to be Eskimo sisters or Eskimo brothers with the rest of my friends. And this is the reason why I only bought him with someone that I'm dating. Because at least I know, and at least they know, who who their Eskimo brothers or sisters are. Because this bitch don't buy them for nobody else but someone I'm dating. Seriously. So, that is that talk, that talk for today. So, go ahead and go to our very last portion of the show. Talk that shit for me. Talk that shit for me. 
All right, all right, all right. We've reached the last two portions of our podcast, and it will be done with episode 001. Uh, so, se- the next segment w- would be La Opinion. La Opinion is where if you send me questions via my Instagram, my Snapchat, my Twitter, you DM me. I will have an email set up soon, I promise. And that all the social medias are at It's Just a Talk. At It's Just a Talk all together. Um, then I will come here and give you some advice. You know, I usually com- consult my Jamila Cricket or my best friends in LA and here for, um, or in Virginia for, uh, or in Ecuador for some advice. But right now, wh- during this podcast, I would give you some advice because, you know, as being single, 30, and thriving, I've lived some life, so I can probably give you some advice. Maybe not the best advice, but I can try and give you some advice. So if you have any questions for La Opinion, go ahead and send them to me at It's Just a Talk for all social medias. And our very last segment, it's what I like to call the Let's Get Off This, Let's Get This Off My Mente, which mente is Spanish for mine. So, I really need to get off this mind, my mind. I'm not going to use any names. Um, I was recently talking to some guy, um, and we were talking for a, a couple, you know, a while. I'm not going to put any numbers on it, but we were talking for a good, consistent time. Um, and the last time we hung out, it was really weird. Um, not going to go into detail, but he just asked to be friends. And I said no. I said, honestly, no. He was like, what? And I was like, I'm not looking for friends. I'm looking for someone to get to know. I'm looking for someone to eventually date and then maybe get with. Like, be in a relationship with. Be in a partnership with. That sounds a lot more mature. A partnership. So then uh, we stopped talking because I was like, I don't want to be friends with you. Uh, I want it more. Uh, He's a great guy, by the way. At least on paper, he seemed like a great guy. Come to find out, they see he's actually an undercover fuckboy, and that's what I really need to get off my mind. You need to own your, like, identifier. If if you acting like a fuckboy, don't try to not be a fuckboy. Like, be what it is. Do it as it is. Like, I have plenty of friends that are fuckboys, and they know they're fuckboys, and they don't lie about being fuckboys, and they do great. They're doing great things in life, and I respect them, because they're owning who they are. If you're a fuckboy, and you're over here trying to say that you're trying to find someone, and that you want to date, bitch, do not do that. Like, be true to your motherfucking self, okay? (laughs) Anyways, the reason why I need to get off this on my mind, because I was stupid. And my hopeful romantic, I hate saying hopeless romantic, because hopeless romantics kind of tells you that, like, you're not, do you have no hope? I have hope. So I'm a hopeful romantic. Um, after a while of us not talking, we started texting again, like, friendly and stuff. He, he tugged at my strings, because we started talking about looking on HBO. He started talking about Richie, who, Raul Castillo, you know, you daddy. Um... And he said, oh, it'd be so amazing to find someone like that, you know, like Richie, he's Bay, whatever. And I was like, I know, like, it'd be so great. He's like, now that we're in the city, maybe we could. So his birthday was a couple of days after that. I had just finished looking, had just finished How I Met Your Mother, had, like, I was, I, I was in my feelings, okay, let's be honest. So my ass decided to, like, 
I'm embarrassed to say this, but my aunt decided to like order him some flowers for, you know, for his birthday to be delivered to his job. And on the note, okay, someone's going to kill me when they hear this. I want to kill myself. I wrote, maybe you don't have to write the Muni to find your Richie. Maybe all you have to do is swipe right. Because I met this fool on Tinder when I, like, downloaded for, like, a week. So if you know me, I've been trying to stay off, like, dating apps. But, like, sometimes I get weak and I got to download them because I get bored. Especially during my fun employment, I got real bored. So I had to download Tinder. And that's how I met this fool. I actually met them in summer. So... I just need to get that off my mind. Because after I sent him the flowers, he, like, put the flowers on his story. And he said that they were so fresh. But you best believe I never got a thank you note. I never got a thank you text. He actually stopped talking to me after that. So my ass had to go ahead and just mute him from everything. Because, you know, lo que no se mira no se siente. Out of sight, out of mind. So if I can just get that out of my mind, then we'll be good. And with that, I'm going to just go ahead and close off episode 001. And I love y'all. Have a great day, y'all. Uh, and I'll see you for episode 002.